Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Hello, and how y'all doing today? I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. How's the world of rental doing today? Never a dull moment, I'm sure. Any new products you're developing in your market? What's your strategy? Big thank you to all our listeners, tell your friends and associates. Hope you enjoyed last week's show about disruptive jujitsu, good and bad managers, and what to learn from them. And you have too many rules. And to all, please be careful to protect your people from the extreme heat that's out there this summer and keep everyone well hydrated. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. Please let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have in the show, and I'll do my best to get them. I can always be reached at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can actually call or text me at 504-615-0540. And at any time during the show, you can call in with a question or comment to 1-866-472-5790. Y'all know by now that I really like talking about leadership and management, and there are so, so many different styles that uh, are used throughout the industry. So today's show, I'm going to cover a few different subjects, uh, three in particular. One is uh, defining success. Second would be collective leadership. And the third would be essential management. So let's start with defining success. In defining success, The question is, is success defined by you or is it defined by other people? If it's defined by other people, what wisdom do they have that you don't? While these questions aren't new, I find myself thinking about them more deeply than I had before. I think this is likely something universal that we all struggle with at some time. Different people may struggle with more with it, others less. But at some point, we all re-examine them and either decide we're okay with the way they are or that they don't fit us as well as they once seemed to. And there are implications for both sides of this coin. Obviously, our initial ideas of success have to come from somewhere, meaning that they're defined for us from a very young age. As children, we are taught the values of our parents and our community. This includes what it means to be considered successful. For some, this definition may include wealth, position, recognition, marriage and children, or educational achievements. Usually, along with ideas about what it means to be successful, are ideas about what success isn't. And this may include the same factors I just mentioned, depending on the family and community. For example, while I was expected to do well in school, college was never thought to be a must for kids in our family. College was viewed as simply a place for us to further our education. My dad, although not a lawyer, offered to send me to law school. I told him, no way, I hated school. Looking back, he may have been smarter than I thought, 
but rental was in my blood at an early age. So I started full-time in the rental business after graduation. I believe my family was happy that someone of the eight of us was going to follow in dad's footsteps and have a business that would continue on. But that's a whole other story that I'll cover in the weeks to come. The question was, did that agree with my family's definition of success at the insistence that my perspective had to be the same as theirs? I had somehow come to the decision that I couldn't define success exclusively by whatever my parents said it was. Furthermore, I decided I had the right to determine what my own goals were and how I would achieve them. And as I achieved each goal, I added additional ones, such that my definition of success was never static, but always growing to encompass new things, new ideas about who I was. I came to understand that success is something that is dynamic, developing, and sometimes changing as we better define what's important to us. And I think I arrived at the ultimate definition of success when I realized that last truth. Our conceptualization of who we are, our self-image, is largely defined by by this idea of success. But while many want to define success in terms of some endpoint that we reach when we can call ourselves successful, it's a larger and much more personal reality. Success isn't the same thing for everyone. And just like no two people are exactly alike, no two visions of success are exactly the same either. There's a list of some of the different things success means to different people. And I'm closer to reaching some of these goals than others, but I'm still working on all of them on some level. As this list was formed, other definitions formed which can be jotted down to explore more successfully. For the time being, these are some of the definitions of success you can use depending on where you currently are in your life. One, success is having somewhere you feel accepted for who you are and where you have a sense of homecoming whenever you return. Success is adapting to the challenges and changes in life and altering your goals accordingly. Success is knowing when you've made mistakes and finding ways to prevent yourself from making the same mistakes again. Success is knowing the difference between something you need and something you want and prioritizing these two categories accordingly. Success is learning to obtain what you need with enough internal and material resources left over to get at least some of what you also want. Success is learning to balance work, hobbies, passions, and relationships without becoming overwhelmed or attending to just one of these to the detriment of the others. Success is knowing how to take time for yourself and when to put your needs first without feeling guilty. Success 
is the ability to accept constructive feedback to improve in some way while not taking useless or purposefully hurtful criticisms to heart. And that's a tough thing to do. Success is being able to see the positive in everything and remaining optimistic even in the face of adversity. Success is accepting that anxiety is part of life and despite it being uncomfortable sometimes doing what makes you anxious anyway. Success is learning something new every day. Success is the ability to impart what you know a lot about or do well in a way that enables others to do so also. Success is also knowing when to give in, when to compromise, and when to stand your ground. I think the most important definition is that success is when you understand that your destiny is controlled by one person, and that's you. You make the decisions on how much control to give others, what actions you'll take to achieve your goals, when you need help, when you need to help along the way, and how you go about obtaining it. So, learn to take the reins of your life so you can guide it in the direction of your choosing. Enjoy the journey, even as you focus on the long-awaited outcome. So, there you go for some of the ideas about defining success. And the next subject I'd like to discuss is something called collective leadership. Collective leadership is the best way to win because leading is not what I would call a solo sport. Leading is a team sport. It's been said before that individually we are one drop, together we are an ocean. Leadership is scarce now more than ever. Organizations worry about succeeding in a complex world. And only 14% of CEOs say they have the right talent to win in uh, the digital era alone. I wonder what that percentage would be in our industry. And I quite frankly believe that's much, much higher than that of the digital era. With some tremendous people with some tremendous leadership power out there. Having a limited talent pool of leaders is part of the problem, but the root cause is more profound. The way companies approach leadership could be wrong. The world has evolved, and so should leadership models. One person can't have all the knowledge needed to make decisions. Solving complex problems requires a diverse variety of skill sets and mindsets. So leadership must become a team sport. Collaborative leadership is the best way to win. Hyper-collaboration increases engagement, innovation, and most important, what we all want in this industry, 
is profit margins. So again, leadership is not a solo sport. If your organization wants to win in this era, all your employees must lead as one. And there's been a leadership shift. And collective leadership is no longer a choice. Everyone has the ability and responsibility to lead. New opportunities and solutions can come from anywhere and anyone in the organization. And I've said this before, no matter if you're an owner, branch manager, regional manager, or department manager, such as sales or service, shift from an individual to a collective approach to leadership. Instead of developing leaders, organizations must build collective leadership capacity. And so before I go on with this subject, let's go back and take a quick break with Voice America, and we will come back and talk about, continue to talk about collective leadership. Back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37 FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 slash 37 FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network.
This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we're talking about, uh, we've already talked about defining success. And we're on the subject title of collective leadership. And it is the best way to win because leading is not a solo sport. And before the break, I had made the comment that instead of developing leaders, organizations must build collective leadership capacity. So leaders are no longer heroes, but hosts. As Margaret Wheatley explains, the heroic mindset is limiting. We expect leaders to have all the answers, solve all the issues, and fix everything for everyone else. One hero alone can't solve every complex problem their companies face. In the book, Leadership in the Age of Complexity, Wheatley suggests that we need hosts as leaders, people who can promote shared learning, effective decision-making, reflection, purpose-setting, and mutual accountability. We need a much more participative, more collaborative, more democratic approach to leadership. The idea of collective leadership challenges the traditional notions. True agility requires organizations to increase their leadership capacity at all levels. A group of people or networks should be the source of leadership, not one individual. Now, this may not set with people, but these are just concepts that I'm throwing out there. So organizations need to get people to work together effectively as one. And there's a, there's a quote, the timeless challenge of leadership is to bring together a group of diverse individuals and create an environment where they will work together effectively towards common shared goals. This is best accomplished through the notion of collective leadership, which brings an organization together as one. Collective leadership is about sharing power and influence. It's about empowering employees more than ever before. Participation makes them feel valued, trusted, and motivated. The new currency is no longer intellectual capital, but rather social capital. Some have seen that the leadership approach has shifted the focus from superstars to super teams. It's called C-Lead model. Collaborate, collaborate, learn, execute, accelerate, disrupt has boosted innovation. It may generate who knows how much in savings and also who knows how much in new business. Collective leadership is about being more inclusive to bring people together to pursue change and make better decisions informed by diverse sources and perspectives. Leadership then becomes a team sport. In the book, As One, Individual Action, Collective Power, it lays out eight leadership archetypes that can lead to As One Collective Action. Some may lead to more effective collaboration, depending on the content. Most entrepreneurs work as architects and builders. 
They set the path and let others construct it. There is no single archetype that is optimal for every company. So test before you buy. And there are benefits of collective leadership. Again, leadership is not a solo sport. If you lead alone, you're not leading. Organizations with strong collective leadership make better decisions. They encourage healthy debates and use data to inform their calls, thus being more open to diverse thinking. According to the global leadership forecast in 2018, companies with high collective leadership have one, five times higher likelihood of a strong leader bench, two, twice the rate of definitely engaged leaders, three, 50% less likely for leaders to leave, four, constant learning embedded in the organization, and five, the desire to develop each other permeating across all levels. Collective leadership cultures are safe. People feel comfortable to bring up tough issues by more than twice the levels within the other organizations. Psychological safety increases collaboration. It makes employees unafraid to admit a mistake, ask questions, or share their ideas. Collective leadership promotes participation, not silence. Collective leadership encourages 360-degree thinking. It invites everyone to contribute, regardless of background, seniority, or expertise. By integrating different voices, organizations can view the problem from different perspectives. And guess what? Organizations that have at least 20% of women in senior roles are 1.4 times more likely to experience sustained, profitable growth. Collective leadership turns development into a team sport. By providing regular feedback, organizations can, can create advancement opportunities for all. Companies that score high in collective leadership use experimental learning to develop leaders. There are three times more likely to use stretch assignment to build critical skill and reinforce the culture. These forces raise the stakes for leaders' willingness to work as a team too. As the global leadership forecast in 2018 also suggests, well-aligned senior leadership teams do better at, one, having high energy on the job, two, developing people, three, reacting and adapting to change, four, building future-focused skills, and five, nurturing the company culture. So collective leadership impacts both the culture and the business results. So getting started, there's a quote that says, politeness is the poison of collaboration. People are most motivated and productive when they feel trusted to make decisions and develop solutions. In a traditional leadership models, a few executives have the pressure to make all the calls. 
And those at the bottom just wait and see. They feel underutilized. When organizations distribute responsibility, work becomes more fun and engaging. Collective leadership is not about lowering the bar. It liberates people's ability to contribute. Everyone pushes the organization to dream bigger. I can recall so many times with someone coming to me with a question, and I would simply look at them and say, what do you think we should do? And ask for that input. And then when they think about it, they help solve their own problems. Building collective leadership is a cyclical process. It won't happen overnight. People want to participate more, but they're not used to it. Transforming your organization leadership approach requires time and consistency. People must relearn how to work, former leaders included. But also, they need to see the changes for real. And collaborative doesn't mean agreeing all the time. Tensions actually keep teams alive. Who needs a bunch of yes men or ladies? Collective leadership is not about consensus, but integrating different points of view. A healthy debate among leaders should be welcome. Teams should align on their purpose and mission, but allow members to choose how they get there. Senior leaders must learn to let go. I hear a lot of owners and managers concerned that sharing leadership means losing their power and influence. Indeed, but the broader organization will benefit from better ideas. Participation raises the bar. Management performs better when they're challenged rather than just obeyed. Collective leadership works most of the time. However, sometimes a more directive leadership style might work best. Organizations must read the scenario and adapt their style. Collective leadership is more complicated than most think. People don't work together by nature. Collaboration must be purposefully designed. Organizations must create a delicate balance between hyper-collaboration and individual accountability. Creating that culture is no easy task. Develop leaders in cohorts. Collective leadership is about building team capability. Team coaching can provide better results than individual coaching. People must learn and practice to solve their problems together, not on their own. Collective leadership development is about complementing skills rather than expecting one person to become good at everything. To create leadership teams that cut across boundaries, integrate diverse expertise, backgrounds, generations, genders, and perspectives. Hyper-collaboration requires developing meta-skills such as self-awareness, empathy, and adaptability. And in closing this subject, leadership is all about transforming organizational behavior. Instead of being the hero, invite everyone to lead as one. And let's take a break before we come back with the last subject of the day. Back to you, Voice America. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37 FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37 FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back, and thanks for joining me today on Rental Equipped Talk Radio. Today we've been talking about uh, defining success, and we just wrapped up talking about collective leadership. So next up is a subject called Essential Management. Flex your communication style for content. Your employees need clear communication delivered in the proper manner. So how's this for a news alert? A manager has come forward and turned themselves in. They pled guilty to countless crimes of impaired driving behind the leadership wheel. Officials say they will serve a minimum of 12 years of regret, emotional trauma, distrust of leadership, and missed excellent potential are charges still pending. Many are injured, a few are in critical condition. The magnitude of the pain caused by this manager's leadership is still unclear. It's a little crazy for a newscast, but that manager could be you or someone you know. 
So imagine becoming a manager. It's new, yet motivating, to be a decision maker. Many have learned many lessons since then, and those lessons came from a series of mistakes, all based on not adapting your communication style to the content on hand. Some need to do better. And here's what can be learned and how you can avoid these same mistakes. People typically become bad bosses because of inexperience and lack of skills, not because they set out to be terrible. Individuals are often given a senior position based on their work excellence in a previous role. Their last position may not have been a leadership function. That could be the case in your first management position. You may be an expert in business analysis, technical support, and client services, but you may have had zero formal training in managing people. Even so, if you may be promoted to head a team of, say, five, don't undervalue leadership training. You need education, experience, or focus on learning and development. The biggest lessons turn out to be about communication, and in particular, how to adjust the way you communicated with the context of the situation at hand. So, here could be some of the crimes, so to speak. Crime number one, choosing the wrong medium. In a hurry to start new work, instant messaging has become like the quickest approach. Once a manager sent a note about a sizable project to a team member via their chat app, the manager had little time missing bathroom breaks and lunch to attend every meeting on their calendar that day. They needed outcome, was clear in their head, and they had high confidence that they could articulate the need clearly. Wrong. The receiving team member read the message and had many questions, rightfully expecting there would be a chance to get together about it. One wrote back, okay, but I interpreted the response to mean they understood the requests and that the work would begin immediately. When the manager followed up a week later, they learned the work had not even started and there were unasked questions. The manager was annoyed and requested an explanation. It was conceded they should have spoken sooner and had both been left frustrated by the poor choices. In their haste, they sent a text message that lacked the details about the expectations, including, notably, a completion date and caused confusion. The manager spewed out words and delivered an ambiguous message using an inappropriate tool. Text messaging is the wrong medium to launch a product or project, excuse me. Someone had warned the manager of the importance of planning before speaking or acting. Snappy demands can also induce short-term irritations that turn into long-term trouble. It leaves adverse effects on individuals and organization. When communication is weak, the victims are employees, managers, and their companies. The consequences are lowered morale, loss of trust, and missed achievements. So what about prevention tactics? You got to deploy superior talk tools. There are many choices for the communication medium you use. Email, one-on-one -on -one meetings, video conferences, Google Hangouts, Skype, and more. 
And despite the flood of collaboration tools introduced each year, employees say their top concern is how their manager interacts with them. 91% of employees surveyed by the company Interact said poor manager commission is their number one complaint. So here are the complaints. And this is based on uh, interviews with a thousand employees. And I'll start at the bottom and work up to the number one. Not asking about employees' lives outside of work. Refusing to talk to people on the phone, like in person. Not knowing employees' names. Not offering constructive criticism. Taking credit for others' ideas. Refusing to talk to subordinates. Not having time to meet with employees. Not giving clear directions. And the number one issue is not recognizing employees' achievements. This survey results scream at leaders. Meet and talk with your teams about work as well as non-work. Part of the leader's challenge then is to select an appropriate medium. The message itself is only one part of the equation. What is not said is just as powerful as what is said. While managers continue to learn and tweak message delivery options, they've received higher quality responses using these practices. Email, used for recapping discussion and upcoming actions, this format does not introduce any new information. It aligns the readers to familiar data. It allows for slight modifications. It surfaces misunderstandings before a plan moves ahead. Chat. Used for rapid, feel-good messages, fun, non-business chatter. In some organizations and technology departments, short text bursts may be the default communication channel. This can work when we regularly assess our words and intentions to the appropriateness of the channel. Even so, text chat often lacks the gravitas of face-to-face via video chat if remote. And face-to-face, used for problem solving, ideation, new project introduction, and coaching. I encourage video conferencing with the camera turned on for discussions with colleagues in different locations. If you need to debate ideas, this is the best channel for it. Crime two, neglecting the relationship of the person to the task. The worst feeling for a leader is to lose trust in a star performer. Managers used to think that when this occurred, it was the individual's fault that they were once amazing, but had let their performance slip or even drop to an unrecognizable state. It can even seem as if they're completely new to the company and new to working for someone. When this happened to this manager, it turned out that the reality was that it was a new task for the employee. Because he had been a high achiever, coordinating many projects and working independently with ease, The manager expected a repeat performance. They presumed the same level of excellence would naturally follow in a significantly more complex project. His responsibilities changed from coordinating a $100,000 project, so to speak, to leading a multi-million dollar project. The employee lacked experience in a project of this size and complexity. 
And because the managers spent little time with them, he learned little from them about how to handle a larger project. Asking him to take on this new responsibility because he has been a trusted team member in the past was inappropriate, excuse me, was appropriate. But the manager's part as a leader should have been to have realistic expectations, knowing it's a new task for him and that he needed guidance. The manager operated using the same leadership method they had in the past with him. Hands off, letting him go through trials and errors. What he needed instead was the manager's availability and step-by-step instructions. Prevention tactic? Adjust communication to the relationship of the person's experience to the task. The level of task management depends on the what and the who involves. Here, management should borrow marketing concepts to look at the most qualified and motivated individuals for the project and flex to their preferences. Situational leadership theory is a framework for this flexibility that we can apply to each circumstance. The right technology and communication method has to be uniquely selected for each individual and his or her assignment. The framework theorizes leaders can use a directive or supportive approach to manage a new assignment. Directive refers to telling and coaching. Supportive refers to participating and delegating. The right method is determined based on an individual's historical performance with the planned task. When the manager adopted situational leadership, they mistakenly applied a single approach to the individual. If an individual was generally a high performer, they used a supportive method solely. Management neglected to consider the context of the magnitude of the project. As a leader, we make the decision to match the person to the project, and then we lead using a method that is appropriate for the level of experience they have with that project. If the employee hasn't done a project like this before, a directive method may be used, stating precisely what, how, and when to complete the task. This style is suitable for an activity that is new to a team member An individual wanting to develop a new skill will be highly motivated to learn of this style. The why in this situation becomes less necessary than the how. When we are inexperienced at a task, we appreciate the step-by-step instructions followed by frequent feedback. The directness of communication is appreciated in this case. If the person has done this task before, however, it becomes micromanagement. These instructions help the individual learn exactly what procedures are needed to meet the desired outcome. In the directive mode, one can designate the precise steps that have worked for previous tasks and monitor closely. Many use email, so the individual has a reference resource. And at that point, we're going to break for the last segment and talk about the supportive method. So back to you, Voice America. I'll be back in just a moment. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back, and thanks for joining me today. Uh, this, today we've been talking about defining success, collective leadership, and now we are on the subject of essential management. And uh, the basic framework theorizes that leaders can use a directive or supportive approach to manage a new assignment. We just finished talking about directive, which uh, refers to telling and coaching. And now we're going to talk about supportive, which refers to participating and delegating. So the supportive method is suitable for an undertaking that has been consistently completed well by the individual. The test management can use for this is to ask yourself if the team member can outperform the manager on the task. If the answer is yes, spend time advising and motivating instead of telling them what to do. Focus on creating FaceTime sessions to brainstorm, dialogue, 
and generate new ideas. The takeaway can be to write out the new assignment, then note if this team member has never completed a similar exercise or can finish it better than most. From that point, one can make a decision about how to manage them on the project, direct if it's a brand new accountability or support if it's not. Sometimes you gotta think slow to go fast. Crime number three is taking communication shortcuts. In another situation, managers can go directly to a team member one level away instead of their manager because the manager of that individual was busy. It may save time. Here's a good quote for you. Power should be reserved for weightlifting and boats. And leadership really involves responsibility. So said Herb Kelleher, founder of Southwest Airlines. Pretty smart guy. The manager bulldozed ahead, gave directions, then backed away and let the individual manager take care of the follow-up questions. Similar to the unfiltered texting crime, I expected the project to be underway when management met with them, the team member. But once again, they were not as clear as they thought they were, and it had not been initiated at all. In the end, weeks were lost. Instead of saving time, management had slowed down the project. So here's a prevention tactic. Think slow to go fast. Planning time is worth it for projects and any activity expected to deliver something great. The higher the payoff, the more upfront time we ought to devote. Here's another cool quote. It does not matter how slowly you go, so long as you do not stop. So says Confucius. Management needs to reserve dedicated time for in-person meetings to talk about strategic projects. And I'm sure in this industry, there are many, many strategic projects taking place at any one time. You may have to borrow the project management model for project kickoff and apply for any type of assignment. These elements are a disciplined approach to discuss regardless of the size of the activity or project. Why? The reason this project is essential to the business now, as much as possible, share the story of the future possibilities for the individual and the organization when this project is completed. It's an element intended to help the team understand the value to them and the business. What? The expected outcome that can be an actual product, service, or process improvement, it is centered on visualizing the thing that will be produced Sometimes it's a visual that is drawn out, and other times it can be an external inspiration for what it could be. When? The timing for milestone activities, including project start, activity checkpoints, desired end date, and must-have completion date, working through a schedule together 
confirms a plan's reasonability and highlights a need to adjust expectations. You can use this template to build speaking points critical, critical to the meeting. The work done in advance of the meeting is followed by an email recap that becomes a reference throughout the project. Many have found this approach useful for teams and for themselves because as a leader, one can sometimes forget the decisions or assumptions that were agreed on. Having a documented plan to go back to, even for a small scale activity, helps everyone. Now, becoming the kind of leader I want to work for, we read about great leaders, we hear about terrible leaders, how often do we reflect the best and worst qualities in ourselves? For me, never enough. Working on my communication style and appropriately adjusting it to the context of the situation at hand improves every aspect of my work and the many things that I do, even in a simple radio show slash podcast. So we've covered a lot of ground today in defining success and collective leadership and essential management, and hopefully all good management ideas for you. So remember always that in closing, if you want to reach me, rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can actually call or text me at 504-615-0540. And you can always, as my most of my audience does, listen on demand. Hope some of the issues discussed today either helped or provoked more questions for the success of your business and possibly even your management style. And next week, we're going to have another open forum to discuss some other ideas that may come up along the way uh, based on emails that come in or just some stuff I might like to talk about. So if you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, advertise, which would help and have a question, or need a guest speaker or a business consultant. Uh, And don't forget that uh, I can help uh, buy or sell businesses along the way too. So today's quote, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. So said Thomas Edison. Y'all, it's been my honor to spend this time with you. I am Donald Charbonnet, your host and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, always make time for the things that make you happy to be alive. Wish you success in your business. Till next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.